السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحج هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed, the best speech is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the most evil of matters are the newly invented matters in the religion and everything that is newly invented in the religion is an innovation it is not from Al-Islam and every innovation is misguidance and every misguidance leads to the hellfire. Believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I advise you and myself to fear Allah as he should be feared. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be mindful of Allah and remember Allah Azza wa Jal and know that surely you will or your life will end in this dunya and you will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore our lives in this dunya in this world needs to be in accordance to Al-Islam since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent al-islam as the last revelation for mankind it is the message has been protected by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the quran has been protected therefore allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only pleased if his religion is practiced by those who ascribe any to it Therefore, brothers and sisters, 
the way to success is to practice our religion. The obligations, we need to do it. The prohibitions, we need to stay away from them. We do not go to extreme and extreme ends, and we don't go likewise into neglect. Therefore, brothers and sisters, our reminder today is a reminder we have given before numerous times in the past. And we give that reminder, brothers and sisters, due to its importance to educate the believers, to educate any the Muslims. Because indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Give the reminder, for indeed the reminder benefits the believers. And as we all are aware that there are celebrations that are about to take place soon, celebrations that are not from Al-Islam, not legislated by Al-Islam, but practiced by people of other religions, especially and in the Christians. And that is regarding the celebration of Christmas. The celebration of Christmas. And the celebration of Christmas, brothers and sisters, first and foremost, as you all know, it has been introduced by any of the Christians. But we need to look at this celebration from its history, a bit of the resource or sources of the Christian resource sources, what they say or what they have said and about the origins of Christmas. And then we proceed to discuss is it permissible or is it impermissible for a Muslim to take part in the celebration of Christmas and everything, that, everything else that is associated to it. If we look at the early sources, when did that celebration of Christmas come about? So therefore we look to the Christian sources, their books, what have they said any themselves? And to mention that it is a celebration that was introduced by the Catholics. The Christians, but the group, it is the Catholics. And in their encyclopedia, and they mention that in the scriptures, no one is recorded to have kept a feast or held a banquet on his birthday, meaning the birthday of Prophet Isa, Jesus, alayhi salam. And likewise, in another edition of the encyclopedia, uh, states that Christmas it was, according to many authorities, not celebrated in the first centuries of the Christian church. Elsewhere, the encyclopedia states regarding Christmas, a feast was established in memory of this event, meaning the birth of Isa, and Jesus. In the fourth century, in the fifth century, the Western church, the Western Church ordered it to be celebrated forever on the day 
of the old Roman feast of the birth of soul as no certain knowledge of the day of Christ's birth existed. Now this is according to what they say about the origins of and in this celebration that the Catholic Church introduced. It states clearly that it was not something which was introduced by Prophet Isa and himself. It was not something that he told his followers to do. It was not something that his disciples, his followers, told others to do. But it, the idea came about, as they state, in the 4th century. And some mention in the, uh, in the 3rd century. And it took off and it really fast in the 5th century. So based on this, brothers and sisters, based on this text, likewise, we gather and we understand that no one knows when Prophet Isa salam, was born exactly. There is no specific date. Not in this uh, Christian scripture, and in their Bible, and likewise, nor in the Quran, we do not have a specific date where it mentions the, that Isa, Prophet Isa salam, was born on that particular any date. So, how and why was this celebration introduced? And likewise, if you look into the history, and according again to the Christian sources, you find, of course, that Europe around that time, of course, Europe before the Christianity, it was a pagan, pagan countries. Pagan countries, they did not believe in Prophet Isa and in the other prophets. They were pagans, worshippers of trees, worshippers of stones, of the fire, and other than that. So when Christianity started to spread to Europe, the Christians found themselves in a bit of a dilemma because there were those pagans in Europe. And those pagans, they were very, they held on very tight to their practices and their rituals. And it was difficult for them and to convert them to Christianity. So one of the ideas that they came up with was to introduce or to introduce certain Christian practices and beliefs into the practices of the pagans, of, of the pagans. So therefore, the pagans throughout the year, they had specific times where they celebrated their gods and their deities that they worshipped. One in winter, one in summer, and etc. throughout the year, there were different times when they celebrated and in their deities. There was a feast, celebrations. Okay? Now, so therefore, the Christians introduced the celebration of the birthday of Prophet Isa in December. It specifically chose the 25th of December because that was around the time where the winter festivals took place 
the pagan winter festivals where they celebrated and their deities, Saul, uh, was Saturnalia, and he and other, and then them throughout the year. So therefore, this was a way to pull the pagans over to Christianity. And from those things that they did, they saw that the pagans, especially the pagans in Germany, they revered the oak tree. They used to worship the oak tree. And they would sacrifice for the oak tree. So they came in with an idea to replace the oak tree and the Christians with a fir tree. It was triangular in shape. As you see at what they call the Christmas tree now that goes into houses. It's triangular in shape. And they replaced it with that and said it, it represented the Trinity, that God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So they convinced the pagans to revere this tree and instead. And what occurs is that some of the Christian uh, practices was introduced into the rituals and the celebrations and the practices of the pagans. But the adverse effect of that is that the Christian likewise was introducing pagan practices into Christianity. That, what, that is what happened as well. So by introducing Christianity into the pagan rituals, automatically the pagan rituals affected the Christian and he practices and you find for example now having that Christmas tree at home and Christmas is not from Christianity it is from the pagan rituals and festivals so the, the things that they worshipped then of course additions continued and you find that they introduced somebody which they call Santa Claus, this character which they introduced. And some mention that this idea came from a person known as Saint Nicholas, who was known to be a kind man who used to give presents to children. So he was turned, or his character was turned into the character of Santa Claus, and thus the gift-giving on Christmas, that was where the idea comes from. And then, from a Dutch deity that used to be worshipped, who flew on horses, the idea of the reindeers and everything else came in together slowly and slowly, taking from the pagan beliefs and their rituals and putting it together as is the celebration of the birthday of Prophet Isa So clearly from this historical perspective and from the sources of the Christians themselves, as Muslims we find that indeed it was not something that was encouraged by Prophet Isa, not his disciples, not the true followers and the orthodox Christians, but it was introduced 
later on for these reasons that we mentioned, or among other reasons, and it as well. So therefore, one of the reasons we mentioning this, brothers and sisters, is that we find that some Muslims were passive. They are or have taken in those celebrations into their homes. Muslims having Christmas trees at home, giving gifts to their children on Christmas Day, and getting involved and in all that. And when they are asked why are they doing it, it's just a little bit of fun for the kids. Just a little bit of fun. That's what they claim. That's what I mean they claim. But their position is 100% incorrect. Because the celebration of Christmas is not a celebration that's been legislated by Allah Azza wa Jal, our Creator. On top of that, it is mixed with so many pagan practices which goes against the pure aqidah and tawheed, the pure creed that Islam and it teaches. And you find many verses in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to worship him alone and warns us against false deities warns us against false deities to stay far away from the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise there are many other evidences and regarding the celebrations that shows its impermissibility which we will discuss in the second part of the khutbah bi'idhnillahi ta'ala wa aqulu qawli hadha Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala nabina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een Amma ba'd the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man tashabbaha bi qawmin fahuwa min. Whoever likens himself, assimilates himself to a certain people, then he is from them. And the scholars explain this hadith, which means that those practices that he has fallen into, that they are alien to al-Islam. They are not from al-Islam. And they are, and you rejected. Likewise, we find the hadith of when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam migrated to Al Madina, or he moved from Mecca to Al Madina. And in Al Madina, there were two days of the year. The people in Medina, or some of the people in Al Madina, there was two days of the year which they used to celebrate. So when he entered Al Medina, he saw them celebrating these days. And he asked them, What are these days? What are these days about? And they said, We used to celebrate and have playful activities in it in the time of Jahiliya, and before 
الإسلام فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله قد أبدلكم بهما خيرا منهما يوم الأضحى ويوم الفطر Now the answer of the messenger of Allah to that he said indeed Allah has replaced those two days with two days that are better than them. They clarified and he mentioned Yomul Fitr, Yomul Adha, wa Yomul Fitr. The Eid of Fitr, which is the Eid at the end of, of Ramadan, and the Eid, which is at the end of Hajj. Now, the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not say to them, if it's only a bit of play and amusement, then it's fine. Did he say that? No. He didn't say if it's only a bit of amusement, enjoying yourself, and that's fine. He didn't say this. But he ordered them to replace it, to stop practicing and celebrating those two days, which is not from Al-Islam, but taken from other practices. But rather now, it is upon you, the Muslims, to celebrate two days which Allah Azza wa Jal has given you and made permissible for you. And those two days is the Eid at the end of Ramadan, and the Eid at the end of Hajj. At the end of Hajj. Indeed, brothers and sisters, when our Eid comes round, we need to make it fun for our children. Give them gifts on our Eid. That's fine. Take them out. Have a good day out. And eat with them. Make them enjoy their Eid. And when it comes time, the time of Christmas, they won't be jealous of other people. They won't be like, we want these presents because we've not been given any presents throughout the year. Treat your children. Give them presents. As I will eat, give them presents. Save up. Rather than those who go and buy those Christmas trees from the Muslims and place it in their homes and put decorations and give presents, save that money for the time when our Eid is. Then Buy present for your children. Plan for you to have that day off work. So you can make it enjoyable for your children. Now when our Eid comes, it's all boring, doesn't do anything, and nothing happens. And then when Christmas comes, that's when you want to basically light up the house. Indeed, brothers and sisters, we need to think about this. Our children, they are growing up, of course, in a non-Islamic environment. And they look towards the parents for guidance. So whatever the parents do, they see that as being acceptable. And this is what our religion says. This is how they view and look up to the parents. So we need to ensure that the Islamic teachings have been applied a home in the parents' actions, or else our children will be misguided. They will grow up and not understand that you can't celebrate this, or you can't do this, and you can't do that, and they end up practicing things 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. Islam's foundation is upon Tawheed, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And everything in Islam supports that oneness of our actions of worship. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that which is better, that which is guidance. So do not exchange that for anything else. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Whoever desires other than Islam as a religion will not be accepted from him. And in the hereafter, it'll be from the losers. It'll be from any of the losers. Success, true success is practicing the religion the way it was practiced and taught by Muhammad وسلم, understood by his companions and practiced by them. We need to look towards those examples, the example of our Prophet and his disciples, his companions, and those who followed them in their righteousness and piousness and their knowledge and their understanding. We can't make up new things ourselves. Allah mentions in the Quran that Islam is perfect and it is complete. And of course, brothers and sisters, the other things that are associated with Christmas, for example, making Christmas cards and giving them out, likewise not permissible for a Muslim to engage in. To go and say to a, a person, Merry Christmas, that is impermissible. Or for a person to say to you, Merry Christmas, and you reply, and Merry Christmas to you too, that is impermissible. Because Christmas, when you do that, if you do that, if a person does that, then the scholars mention is you're showing acceptance for this celebration. And you're showing acceptance for their belief that Prophet Jesus was the son of Allah. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us and for us to fall into and is these types of things. And lastly, I want to mention this khutbah is to educate the Muslims and regarding this practice and to show that based upon Islam and the Islamic evidences, it is and it not allowed. It is not allowed. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, we do not cause chaos in society. We do not being rude now to the non-Muslims, but to cause chaos. They have their celebrations. It's their society. They are allowed to celebrate it. And in their own and in laws and the freedom that they have in this country that they've been given. So us as Muslims, even though we do not agree with it in terms that it's not a celebration for the Muslims, but you still show good manners and it to people in society, even if they are Muslims and they are and they are non-Muslims. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us firm upon his religion, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us and to make it easy and for us. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to enter us into paradise.